In Good We Trust is recorded at the Philadelphia Ethical Society in Philadelphia, PA. For more information about us, visit phillyethics.org or follow us on Instagram at phillyethics. Are you a fan of Valentine's Day? I happen to like heart-shaped cards full of loving quotations, candlelit dinners, roses, chocolates. But I know folks who feel like Bart Simpson's little sister, Lisa, who calls Valentine's Day a corporate scam to sell flowers and candy. As Lisa puts it, romance is dead. It was acquired in a hostile takeover by Hallmark and Disney, homogenized and sold off piece by piece. Origins of the holiday can be traced to Roman times, but it kicked into high gear around 1800. English printers started churning out what they called mechanical valentines. Charles Dickens called it Cupid's Manufactory. By 1840, Britain's Royal Mail was delivering 400,000 cards each February. And today in the U.S., close to 200 million valentines are sold annually for about $4 billion in profits. Much of the industry promotes February 14th as a celebration of romance, of course, particularly the stereotypical head-over-heels love where two partners complete each other. Their individual identities dissolve, boundaries blur, as they're magically melded into Mr. and Mrs. Happily Ever After. This sort of love is wrapped up in the romantic movement's embrace of nature. The poet Shelley infuses romance with natural forces in his poem, Love's Philosophy. The fountains mingle with the river, and the rivers with the ocean. The winds of heaven mix forever with a sweet emotion. Nothing in the world is single, all things by law divine. In one spirit meet and mingle, why not I with thine? See the mountains kiss high heaven and the waves clasp one another. No sister flower would be forgiven if it disdained its brother. And the sunlight clasps the earth and the moonbeams kiss the sea. What is all this sweet work worth if thou kiss not me? This kind of love overwhelms the individual. I mean, you can pick your metaphor. Like a summer storm, it surprises you. Like the tide, it sweeps you away. You fall into it. When Cupid's arrow strikes you, you cannot resist. But this whole paradigm is problematic for a number of reasons. First, I'm not so sure the heart should rule the head so thoroughly. I'm not comfortable embracing the idea that love is blind. Can't you continue thinking critically while in love? Too often people are gaslit and manipulated to stay in destructive relationships. Second, romance and healthy love should involve more than feelings alone. Shouldn't actions be involved? I mean, a little walk with your talk? It's one thing to say, honey, I love you so much. It's another to back that up with caring behavior and support. And third, love shouldn't require that you give up your individuality. Can't you be part of a loving relationship and remain a unique, beautiful, and autonomous individual? Why would you want to subsume the individuality of someone you truly care for? 
All three of these elements, thoughtfulness, actions, respect for autonomy, are a part of the love portrayed by Anne Morrow Lindbergh in A Gift from the Sea. It's a beautiful dance. She writes, A good relationship has a pattern like a dance and is built on some of the same rules. The partners do not need to hold on tightly because they move confidently in the same pattern, intricate but gay and swift and free, like a country dance of Mozart's. To touch heavily would be to arrest the pattern and freeze the moment, to check the endlessly changing beauty of its unfolding. There is no place here for the possessive clutch, the clinging arm, the heavy hand. Only the barest touch in passing. Now arm in arm, now face to face, now back to back. It does not matter which, because they know they are partners moving to the same rhythm, creating a pattern together and being invisibly nourished by it. But even if Valentine's Day is about this nourishing and mutual kind of love, February 14th can be difficult for those who, by circumstance or by choice, are not in romantic relationships. As a kid, I worried about poor old Charlie Brown, whose mailbox is empty every Valentine's Day. Today, many primary schools have rules to protect children from such rejection. They say if you bring in any cards, you must bring in one for every classmate. At least Valentine's Day is no longer just celebrating monogamous heterosexuality. It's also for Romeo and Julian and Corporations are marketing all prospective buyers. There are lots of cards for gay, lesbian, bisexual, queer, transgender, and polyamorous folks because uh, love is love, right? Want to express your sentiments on February 14th in a way that reflects your ethnic identity? Plenty of cards do that. For example, Hallmark was one of the first. It offered its mahogany line for black Americans and the Sinceramente selection for Spanish speakers. There's a lot of ways to open up Valentine's Day to more and more people. The most effective way is making Valentine's Day about all sorts of love, not just romantic love. Almost half of the Valentine's Day cards sold in the U.S. go to folks outside of the romantic paradigm. They're exchanged between parents and their kids, Friends give them to each other, and why not? Our world needs love of all sizes, including the love that holds communities together, because we need to mend our frayed social fabric. I think Bell Hooks got it right when she said that the single most important bond is not the romantic relationship, but that of community. And we need more of that love all the time. So maybe one problem of Valentine's Day is baked into its name. It's only one day. But relationships, whether between friends or lovers, need to be tended every day. At weddings I've officiated, I've told the couple, you will wake each morning with a choice. A choice to care for each other or not. To love or not. To respect or not. To enjoy one another or not. And through that daily choice, you will renew these vows you make today. Felix Adler, who founded Ethical Culture, said something similar about marriage. We are not married on our wedding day. On that day, we begin to be married. 
The true marriage is an endless process, the perpetual interlinking of two souls while life lasts. I think that love is less like a storm of passion that sweeps through our lives and more like a garden where you till, sow, water, harvest, mulch with steady, loving care. That's the type of love I want to share with my wife. But on February 14th, I'll still buy some flowers and chocolate. It reminds me to try to be loving to everyone every day. May you all enjoy Valentine's Day embracing whatever love warms your heart.